Hello, and welcome to the Passionate Gratitude Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Roberts, wife, mother, and follower of Christ. I am a newbie homeschool mom and a serial business owner with a master's degree in social work and a passion for helping others organize their life. Buckle up for a ride into my day-to-day life where I'll be sharing all the things from faith to fitness, crushing goals to homeschooling, wellness to organizing, and everything in between. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 13 of the Passionate Gratitude Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Roberts, and as always, I am stoked to be here and to be talking to you guys. So first things first, I do want to mention that it is super windy where I live today, and I am in my room where I record my podcast, and it is just so loud, so don't be surprised if you hear like some weird background noise. Um, even though I'm using a mic, I definitely can pick up on some background noise. So anyway, that is not what this podcast is about. I am super duper excited to bring you today's podcast because I really think that it's something that a lot of people are going to need and want and be thankful for, okay? So if you follow me on social media, uh, you know that I like to do uh, tip Tuesdays uh, every Tuesday, and it's usually a tip surrounding an organizing idea or hack or something like that. Um, sometimes it's really hands-on organizing, and sometimes it's mind space organizing, mind decluttering. Um, sometimes it's a combination of both. Well, anyway, last week, my Tip Tuesday was my five top tips for paperwork organizing. Yay! And the other thing that I did for the month of February, which by the way, today is March 1st. Not sure when you're listening to this, but it is March 1st, 2021. And um, I'm super excited for spring, by the way. (laughs) Um, It's coming in 20 days, right? But anyway, uh, we just got out of February and I did a challenge on my social media in, in February for um, for the love of paperwork organizing is what it was called. So kind of combining the month of love being February as well as the month of everyone kind of getting ready for their taxes. Sometimes people actually have their taxes done in February, but some people are still just kind of getting their, you know, their heels kicked up and ready to kind of dig in to their taxes and get them prepared, you know, for their accountant or maybe they do them on their own or whatever. But it's just always a time I know for me personally in my household and being a business owner, it is definitely a time when I am like, okay, I got to sit down. I got to do my taxes. I got to pull all all the things out. Um, I got to make sure I'm organized and I got to get myself together for that. So while I am not an expert in taxes whatsoever, do not come to me for tax advice. That is for sure. But I do, however, know a little bit about paperwork organizing. I have helped people organize their paperwork for over six years. I have organized my own paperwork for a while. And being that I am a dual business owner and I'm dealing with paperwork and tax-related items for two separate businesses, I do know a little bit about it and I know a little bit about organizing it. So I am here today to talk to you about paperwork organizing on the heels of the For the Love of Paperwork Organizing Challenge I did in February and to just kind of make sure that we've 
dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's as we only have about one month left until our taxes are officially due. So let's talk about the paperwork organizing. So if you saw that post, it was actually a reel on my Instagram. My handle is Robs, J-A-M-A-R-O-B-S. Go give me a follow if you don't already and check back uh, the last Tip Tuesday that there was, which was um, last week. Again, if you're not listening to this the day I air it, then I don't know what to tell you. But it's a Tip Tuesday on paperwork. But my top five tips are as follows. I am going to read them off to you first and then I'm going to go each I'm going to go into each one in a little bit more detail and give you some examples um, of some things that I've used with clients and that I've done in my own life and in my own household. So, here they are without further ado. <laughs> All right, number 1 is categorize into files. That seems like a no-brainer, guys, doesn't it? You're like, yeah, and uh filing, duh. But you know, do you know how many people do not keep files and do not keep a filing system? Lots of people. Okay, so number one is category categorize into files. Number two is use a three tray, three tiered tray system in your drop zone area. So I'm really excited to talk about that because that's probably something that people don't know a ton about. So that's number two. Number three is to digitize what you can. Again, a lot of people are getting on that train. A lot of people know about that already, but it's super important. So number three is digitize. Number four is limit what you keep to tax-related items. Um, The reason this is important is because some people think they need to keep everything. You don't, okay? So we'll get into that. And then number five is make a keepsake file for your actual paper keepsakes. Obviously, not all keepsakes or memorabilia are paper-related, but if they're paper-related, put them in a file. They belong in a file, okay? So that those are the five top tips from a professional organizer on how to get your paperwork organized. Okay, you guys, paperwork organizing is no fun. I am not going to sugarcoat that. (laughs) I'm not going to pretend like it's my favorite thing to organize because it's not. It's not at all. And the biggest reason being is because you can have a desk full of papers piled, you know, three feet high. Well, that'd be a little ridiculous, but piled really high. And you can sit down for, I don't know, three, four, five hours and try to knock them out, right? And you're like, oh, well, I got three hours to do all this paperwork, right? You may only get to like, I don't know, a four-inch stack of that paperwork because it just takes so long. It takes up, it looks like a lot of clutter, right? And it takes up a lot of space, but in reality, it's little thin pieces of paper. And when you have to go through each and every tiny little thin piece of paper, you're like going crazy because you are spending so much time and not seeing a huge reward. That is the biggest issue with paperwork organizing and has been the biggest issue when I've worked with clients surrounding it, when I've done it in my own home. And so my best advice is to take this advice. Take these five steps or these five tips, I mean, and and get it done, okay? Get it done once and for all. Use these strategies from here on out, henceforth, use them, and then you will not have to spend hours and hours and hours trying to organize stacks and stacks and stacks of paperwork, okay? 
So that's why I'm bringing this to you because it's not fun. But once you get it done once and you keep after it and you and you keep these strategies in place, then you'll be good to go and you'll be able to not spend as much time on papers, okay? So let's dive right in. Categorize into files. So I know that seems like a no-brainer. We already discussed that. A lot of people do use filing systems. That's kind of like probably the one thing in this entire list that people kind of already know and and use, right? But let me give you some a, a couple little added ideas, okay? So what are the things that we can categorize into as far as um, as as the categories are concerned? That might be something that people are a little like, well, Amanda, I just don't know what what should my categories categories be? How do what how do you categorize? How do you tell your clients to categorize? So really, and I say this in every aspect of my organizing business. Um, it's different for everybody. So I know that that's frustrating because that is always a huge answer for me is that it's different for everybody. But there are a couple things that we can kind of guess are going to be, um, you know, the same for everybody. Okay. So one I like to use is house. That's always kind of a really kind of easy one, right? So that can be, um, I don't know, insurance policies, that can be warranties for different things in your home, that can be your mortgage stuff, um, all of those little those little bits and pieces, okay? Um, anything that has to do with your house, okay? Um, even like, you could even put something into that category of like um, bills for someone that comes and services your septic system, right? Or services different things in your home. Like we have a water system, you know, so somebody that comes and services our water system and a bill that you feel that you need to keep. Again, I'm going to get to that later. You probably don't need to keep that bill, but that's just another example. Anything that has to do with your home, the bones and the structure of your home, okay? Um, so house is good. Medical is always a really, really, really good one. And that is actually one I do. That is the only thing that's not tax related that I, I shouldn't say the only thing. I'm being a little too rigid there. Um, but it's one of the major things that I say to keep that is not tax related because you never know what could happen at a doctor's office. I just would not rely on your doctor or your doctor's office to make sure they have the only medical paperwork that you have, right? They're going to have the bulk of it, but you're going to have some stuff, especially for your kids, you know, discharge paperwork from hospitals or what, you know, whatever. So medical is another really good one, a really big one to have. Um, And if you are a family that has a lot of medical um, issues for each person, I would subcategorize that into each person within that file. And also remember, you can do that in all these files. I really, 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 recommend subcategorizing. A good way to do that is to use those um, those um, Pendaflex. Oh my gosh, is that the right word? <laughs> I have no notes, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm uh, shooting from the hip here. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I want to say they're called Pendaflex files, but I, that's not sounding right. But those, those green file folders that kind of hang right on the little rod, um, and then they have those nice little tabs at the top where you put your little, um, your little label on. So that, that is your bigger category, right? Like home or medical. If you're going to subcategorize in that area, then you're going to want to um, use like a nice little manila folder within that that is also labeled, okay? So that's how I personally categorize and subcategorize and tell my clients to do as well. Um, you can be creative though. Do whatever works for you. That's just how I've done it in the past. Um, 
Pendaflex. Is that right? Oh gosh. Um, anyway, <laughs> so that's another one. So medical and then subcategories if you need to. Vehicles are a great one. You really should do vehicles. Um, you know, your your title. That's a very important document to keep, right? That's another thing that's not really tax related, but is definitely something you want to keep is your titles um, for your vehicles. And then uh, records of insurance and, and whatnot. You can keep your bills for the garage in there. Again, not necessary, but that's where it could go, okay? So vehicles, and then if you have pets, you know, uh, visits for the vet um, and, and anything like that um, that has to do with vets, records for, for your pets. Um, there's always a miscellaneous file, you know, hey, throw it in there. Um, it's a, it's a good one. So I'm not going to go through every single, cause like I said, it can be different for everybody. Um, so I'm not going to go through every single solitary file that you could have, but those are just some categories that kind of make sense for most people. And then some people are going to have completely different ones because they might have a home business or they might have this, or they might do that. And the next person doesn't, um, you just, you want to think the best advice is to think about all the little areas in your life, the things that you own and the things that you do, and then write out the categories first and see if they make sense and then write some subcategories out as well if you think that makes sense and then dig into the filing but it's so important to do that you guys because when you have a good filing system on hand it is going to be easier for you to put stuff away which is super super important when it comes to paperwork when you're dealing with your papers you need to put them away and if you have a good filing system and you understand it and your family understands it and it's easy and easy to get to then you're gonna put your paperwork away in a timely manner so that is why categorizing into file file folders and filing systems are so important and why it's number one on my list okay number two use a three-tiered uh, tray system in your drop zone. So this is probably one where you're kind of like, what are you talking about, Amanda? Well, this is something that I have started using and helping with a couple of my clients and they have really given me great, great feedback for it. And all it is, is going to like whatever Target, Walmart and buying one of those little like three tiered paperwork, um, I I don't even know what you want to call them, but it's a tray. It's a tray system, and it doesn't have to be exactly what I'm describing. I mean, anything that has a couple tiers. But what's nice is putting that in your drop zone. Nobody, I, I swear, there can't be anybody out there that doesn't have a drop zone. Everybody has a drop zone. Everybody has a place where you come in, you throw your mail, and you go eat dinner because you don't feel like dealing with that paperwork that you just brought home. Or maybe you're bringing it home from the doctor's appointment you were just at. Maybe you're bringing it home from work. When you come home, you usually have paper in your hand, right? And you need somewhere to put it. Do not just throw it on your counter, on your table, on wherever, in the drop zone space. Don't just throw it in that drop zone, you guys. Make sure you are making sense of it. And if it's easy and it's quick and it's in your drop zone area, then you're going to put it away. So here are, and this is the other thing, it doesn't have to be three tiers. That's kind of what I've taught my clients, but it can be four tiers, five tiers. It can be what how many ever tiers make sense in your situation or how many ever um, slots or whatever, you, whatever you're using, okay? But I always try and do it where the top is urgent, must do, must address before the end of the night. If you're coming home at the end of the day, this needs addressed by the end of the night. This is something I'm doing before the sun sets, all right? That is at the top, all right? And that's what makes it easy because what you're gonna do is if you don't feel like dealing with all your mail at that moment, 
Put it in that tray, that top tray that you are, you know you are going to get to because it is in that top category. So let's say you do do that by the end of the night and, and what's there is your mail. And you're finding this bill that needs paid. And then you're finding your kids also bring their, their school paperwork home. And there's like a, a permission slip that you need to sign. But you have to check that date first, okay? And you got that bill that needs paid. And that's not something that can be dealt with right away. That's when you kind of, that's when you decide at that point, okay, do can I deal with this tomorrow or do I need to wait like a week? Do I need to figure some things out before addressing it? Because if it can be done tomorrow or it should be done tomorrow, it needs to go back into that top tray, in that top area, all right? If it is something that um, can wait a week, maybe even a month, but I don't recommend, <laughs> I don't recommend that long, it can go in the second tier, okay? Stick it in there. And then if it's something that is already done and addressed and it needs filed, but you're just not quite ready to file it yet because maybe you're not sure where it goes or or whatever, you just don't have time to walk to your filing cabinet, then it can go in that third tier or that third tray, the third slot, okay? Those are the three slots or the three tiers that I, I have used and I have used for my clients. And then you need to make sure that you are scheduling time to go through those. Like I said, that top tier every single day. The second tier, I mean, definitely at least once a week, if not every other day, every three days. And then that bottom tray, you just need to make sure you're doing at least monthly because you don't want stuff piling up in there, okay? That tray is there in your site, in your drop zone for your eyes to see so that you can remember to deal with what's there because there's so many people who are out of sight, out of mind, and they forget that they have things to do. If it's there and it's in your site, you're going to remember to do it. But it's also neat and it's organized and you're using vertical space and it doesn't look too trashy, right? Especially if you're keeping after it, okay? So that is number two, the three-tiered tray. Uh, Number three is to digitize. Guys, this one is pretty self-explanatory. Probably don't need to spend as much time blabbing on this. The bottom line is, you guys, digitize. Digitize, digitize, digitize. I don't know what else to say. And and I even mean put scan stuff and put it in your computer. I mean, that takes a lot of time, but it takes up zero space. So think about how you can digitize as much as you can. And also what I mean by digitizing is making sure that you are deciding what bills you can pay online. Pay as much as you can online, guys. There's no reason to have paper bills anymore. Get rid of your paper bills, guys, okay? And digitize. Go online. This is the world we're living in. And I'm going to tell you, I am I am barking up my own tree here because I am not a fan. I am not tech savvy, really, okay? So I like paper. I like the feel of it. And I just feel like it's, I don't know. I, I just like to have things tangible in my fingers. So it's hard for me. And it's hard for me to like do that sort of thing on the computer. But it's still important. Learn and do it because it is very, very important. Number four is limit what you keep to tax-related items. Now, I already gave you two examples of things that you should keep that are not tax-related. That's like your vehicle title and um, and um, what was the other thing for the home? Oh, gosh. Well, it's there. You just go back and listen. Um, but there are a few things that you do need to keep, but you really don't need to keep everything. You don't need to keep bills. Did you know that when you get a monthly bill and the next bill, you know, the bill comes, when it comes that month for the month of March, let's say, they are recognizing that you've paid February's bill. 
They're not going to send that to you without letting you know, hey, you didn't pay last month's bill. Like they're going to let you know that your bill hasn't been paid. So basically when you get March's bill, you can throw away February's bill because they've received it. They're acknowledging that and they've sent you March's bill. So you can keep March's bill until the end of the month, until April's comes, right? Or I have a lot of people who that's a little bit too minimalistic for them. So they like to keep them every six months or every year. And then when they do go through at the end of the year, because they have a nice filing system, it's no big deal for them to go into that file where they keep these bills that they filed, you know, throughout the year and they can take them and say, okay, you know, when our taxes are all done, you're like, let's, we can throw those away. That is not something that we need to keep. We do not need to keep paper bill receipts. Some people think they need to, you really don't right? Okay, you really don't. Um, You don't need to keep any receipts, really. Um, You know, if you have a business, you might need to keep receipts, Um, you know, because of tax reasons. But the average everyday person doesn't necessarily need to do that, depending on what it is, okay? Again, I am not a tax expert, so do not take what I'm saying um, totally to heart in what you need to keep and what you don't. This is a conversation that I would have with my accountant and say, okay, what can I get audited on? What does the IRS want to see? Do I need to keep this or that like random thing? And they're going to tell you yes or no, because that's specific for you and your situation. Okay. So again, just understand that I am, I, this is my disclaimer, um, because I don't want you to come back on me if you threw something away that you needed. This is a conversation you need to have with somebody who knows this. But my point is you would be surprised how many people keep things that they do not need. And there's no reason to keep it all it's doing is is gumming up the works and creating paper clutter that you don't need, okay? So try to limit what you're keeping, what you're filing to things that are tax related and are going to be needed at the end of the year. Also, fun fact, which I really hope most of you know this, but I'm just going to say it in case you don't, you only need to keep tax related stuff for seven years. And the only thing that you need to keep as far as the tax stuff is like, is the thing you're getting back like from your um, accountant, like the the packet of of info, right? Or, you know, that, that whole little like thing, like that's what you need to keep. You don't even need to keep every little receipt or whatever that maybe you were able to write off. You don't actually need to keep that. You need to keep what you've received back, okay? Does that make sense? Again, not, not an accountant. <laughs> Go to your accountant for this. Um, and just to Check and balance what I'm saying. But the point is, guys, try to limit what you're keeping to tax-related stuff. And if you have questions about that, you know where to go, okay? Now, the last one is keepsake. Paper keepsakes need a file. This is one that I know some people are kind of, I don't know. I don't know. This is weird for people. Like, they don't think that they should do this. and They don't want to do this. But if it's paper, it should be filed, if you have space for it. So even if it's cards or it's a little note that your kid wrote you or it is um, even schoolwork that your kid did that you really love and you want to keep forever, the best way to keep that is in a file. It doesn't have to be in your filing cabinet. Maybe you have an accordion style folder that like file folder that you keep for each year. Like your kid has one of them for each year. I do something similar to that. I use a large manila folder. I put all their paper in there. And then I kind of file that, right? But that keepsake stuff really should be in a file. Now, I'm not talking little trinkets, little this or that. Um, 
you know, that don't belong in, in a filing cabinet. Those go in keepsake boxes or what have you. But even photos, you guys, the best way to organize that stuff is to have it in a file so that you know where to go to look at it, to see it again, to remember it. Memorabilia and keepsakes are worth nothing when we don't know where to go to look for it. Or it's so cluttered and discombobulated that we can't even go enjoy it. The purpose of keepsakes is to enjoy them. You can't enjoy them when they're tucked away somewhere that you can't get to. So the best thing to do is put them in a nice filing file system place, file system area where you know where it is and you can go back and you can look and you can remember those things, right? And you can pull them out and show your kid, look what you did back in first grade. Isn't this so cute? And and that sort of thing, right? So cards, even like stamps, um, anything your kid drew, anything that's paper, um, I don't know, a ticket stub, all that kind of stuff. Keep it in a file folder of some sort. Doesn't have to be in your main filing cabinet or filing system, but file it so that you know how to go back and and look at it again. Okay, so that's number five. So let's go over it again. Number one, categorize categorize into files. Two, use a three-tier tray system in your drop zone. Number three, digitize. Number four, limit what you keep to taxes. And number five, keep your keepsakes in a file, your paper keepsakes. (laughs) I need to keep saying that. Keep your paper keepsakes in a file of some sort. Okay, guys, I really hope this was helpful. I love sharing these types of tips with you. Um, All these things have helped my clients, have helped myself when it comes to paperwork organizing. Like I said in the beginning, it's not fun. (laughs) It takes a while to get through it all. But I'm here to tell you, if you can do it, if you can sit and you can focus and just dedicate a couple days or a week to to going through and, and using these strategies and getting it all organized, when you go back then to revisit it, it's going to be so much easier and it's not going to take you as much time and it's going to be easier to keep everything filed and in place. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, please leave a review and I look forward to hearing from you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you subscribe and share with your friends and don't forget to tag me on social media when you do. Always remember, lead your life with passionate gratitude. God bless. Until next time.